0: Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Raising Saints, an AM820 production designed for parents who desire to
1: raise the saints in their life. And now, Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt.
0: Hello and welcome to Raising Saints, the show for Catholic parents. I'm your host, Katie Wyatt, and you are listening to AM820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Here on Raising Saints, we talk to teenagers about the topics that matter most And we invite you parents to listen in on our conversations. And we hope and pray that in joining us, you'll gain wisdom and insight and maybe even a little bit of courage you might need to have these conversations with your own kids. So today um, we're going to be talking about how to be happy. And I know you'll all wanna turn up the volume because we have found the key to happiness. We're here to share it with you. Your life is about to change forever. Uh, actually, it's nothing you haven't already heard before. <laughs> so, But here to share a, a youth perspective, a teenage perspective, are two of our wonderful regulars on the show. Why don't you tell us your name and
2: where you go to school? My name is Kaylee, and I go to Bishop Watterson.
1: My name is Molly, and I go to Pickerington North.
2: Great. Well, thank you, Kaylee and Molly, for being back
0: with us. Um, would you say that there's a... If you had to give a standard sort of teenage definition of happiness, is there one? Could you give one? How would most of your peers define happiness?
1: I think most of my, the people that I know at my school would define happiness as the boy they're dating at the time.
2: Oh my gosh. (laughs) That's what I was going to (laughs) say. Were you really? Yeah. I feel like it's really like gauged by that now. Like, you're happy with like who you who you were like dating or something no? i did not see that one coming okay uh, i mean that's from like a girl's perspective yeah i was just gonna True. say what, what would the guys say do you think do you know i don't know maybe like put, bu- football basketball game maybe or something like that sports or-, sports or something
0: uh would it would theirs be tied to sort of their social life as well like who their friends are or who they're
1: yeah Probably. I know,
0: I'm totally asking you to spe- speculate <laughs> about teenage boys who we can't ever figure out anyway, right? So, but for teenage girls, you think it's their happiness is like, I am dating someone and he's awesome and he makes me happy.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I've oh. seen, what I've seen like on like, you know, like Facebook and Instagram, like. Girls, you like post stuff all the time about the guy they're dating. It's always like, I'm so happy, like happy 81 days, babe, or something like that. And it's <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> are, are there people who aren't? I mean, you guys aren't. That's not
0: your, well, okay. We don't want to talk about that yet because your key to happiness kind of comes from a different perspective, which is what we're going to get to. But do you, I mean, do you have friends who don't gauge
2: their happiness by their dating life? Uh, I think so, yeah. Um. I guess my friends, like, gauge your happiness of, like, how, like, their day is going, I guess. So it's kind of a day-to-day thing? I feel like, yeah, for me personally, it's kind of, like, day-to-day, too, sometimes. What do yeah. you think about that, Molly?
1: I would agree with that. Most people just kind of, as they go, just decide.
2: Okay,
0: well, then we have some work to do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we need to spread the happiness. <laughs> That's right.
0: We're going to have to give away the secret to happiness, you guys. Um... Do you know people who are truly happy, not people who are just happy in the moment or people who are happy in the situation, but do you, are, are you among peers who you think are truly happy people? Yes. Yeah. What do you, to what do you attribute that happiness?
1: Well, mostly the only people that I know that are truly happy I've met from church. So i definitely say it was God.
0: Any, any exceptions to that? Like anybody that you wonder, how can you be so happy when you are not a person of faith?
2: <laughs> not that i <I've>. Really? <laughs> really, yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> this is so, this conversation is so weird. <laughs> in a good way, in a good way. Uh, well, I wanted to talk today about the Beatitudes, because those are clearly the formula that Christ gives us for happiness couldn't be any clearer about it, right? Happy are those who do this, this, and this. But I want to sort of, a lot of times I think we learn the Beatitudes, like, you know, when we're in elementary school and we're going to religion class and we memorize them and sing little songs to learn them. But I don't think we often have to then turn around and apply those to our lives. Um, So I thought it would be interesting today to go through each of the Beatitudes and run it by you guys and see... How you think these apply to the life of a typical teenager or a Christian teenager, more specifically? Um, so the first beatitude is, "Blessed are the poor in spirit; theirs is the kingdom of heaven." And um, what this beatitude refers to is is a total reliance on God, right? Emptying our own, emptying our own spirits and putting putting our lives in God's hands and trusting God completely, and that's how we get to heaven. You know, just this total reliance. So. Are there are there areas in the lives of teenagers where it's difficult to rely completely on God? Yeah. yeah. I know there are in the lives yeah. of adults for sure, but I'm wondering what anything
2: specific that comes to mind um from a perspective of a high school senior right now like the future like trying to like figure out where you're going to college and stuff like that it's in all the pressure that comes with that for sure it's I mean, for me, I know I'm like, God is leading me to the college I want to go, but I know from a lot of kids I've seen at school too, they're like, I have no idea where I want to go or like, I don't know what I want to do. And so I think like, I guess that, (laughs) and that's also hard to find that balance
0: between like, okay, I'm just going to sit back and I'm sure God will mail me an acceptance letter to a college (laughs) that I didn't even apply to. You know, like we have to put the work into it. We have to put the effort. We have to make responsible choices, but- We have to do so prayerfully. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Molly? Anything pop into your head?
1: Um, I think lots of people kind of depend on their friends to help them with everything instead of asking God when they need help. You know, they never sit down and pray when they're upset. They always, you know, turn to somebody. They have to have somebody with them at all times, and they don't realize that, like, God is with them.
0: So that's kind of the same mentality of, my boyfriend is the source of my happiness, (laughs) right? Like, my friends are the what i rely on mm-hmm. um any has there ever been a time in either of your lives when you've had to rely on god like you had no other choice kind of that well there's really nothing i can do but trust god
2: um sort of i guess okay <laughs> something you want to tell about um well i was driving and i got a like speeding ticket and i <laughs> Oh, and I had that's to go to I had to go to traffic court and so it was just like I didn't know what it was going to be like and the way the officer explained it, it sounded like my license could like you know like get suspended for like a long time and my mom and I didn't know what to do so before we like walked into the courthouse and for like traffic court we like sat in a car and we prayed and we're like it's going to be the way you designed it there's like a lesson in here for a reason so That is an awesome example, because that's just
0: kind of an everyday, I mean, we don't get speeding tickets every day, but people do get speeding tickets every day, right? And it's something that's just part of life. It doesn't seem like a huge life-shattering event, but it's worth praying about, you know, and just like, God, let us see the good in this. Let us, you know, trust you. That's an excellent example. Yeah. Anything you want to share, Molly?
1: I can't really think of one specifically for me, but I mean, you know, when grandparents are sick or friends or family are really sick, there's really nothing that you can do personally except for pray for them to get better.
0: That's a great example too, mm-hmm. right? Since we don't have the ability to heal or since we don't, you know, whatever whatever it is they need, we don't have it. We can offer prayer. That's a very real and tangible thing we can do. Um the second beatitude is blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted, and I remember when I was younger thinking this was really weird, <laughs> like, why does God want me to be sad? <laughs> <laughs> Happy are those who are sad like it didn't make any sense to me, you know, but as I've matured a little bit at least, <laughs> um, I realized that this is this beatitude is really associated with empathy and compassion, you know if, if we can be compassionate people, if we can be empathetic people. Um, that, that's what God calls us to be. And even though we'll be, you know, we'll feel sorrow because of our compassion, ultimately we'll be happier. Um, so I was wondering if you would consider most of your peers to be compassionate people.
1: Um, I wouldn't say most, maybe half and half.
2: That's what I was thinking. (laughs) Really? Same ratio, half and
1: half.
2: (laughs) I feel like I know. I feel like it's just sometimes like there are people who are, and then there's other people with the whole self-centered and all all about me, and I'm gonna do what I want to do. Do you think your
0: culture um, promotes more of a compassionate sense or more of a self-centered sense? Definitely self-centered.
1: Yes, definitely self-centered, especially like with. Social media and stuff like oh, yeah. selfies, yeah, and everything like that. It it's a definitely... really narcissistic thing, and of, like, yeah.
2: I got 205 likes on my Instagram post. How many did you get? Kind of thing, and yeah, that people blows can... my mind. I've never gotten 205 likes on
0: any 205 followers, uh,
2: 15 over
0: here. I know, like, <laughs> yes, like when, it's, when it gets to the point where it doesn't start listing individual names, I think it's 12. And it just says 12 likes. I'm always like, yes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But people like comparing that and then like how many like (laughs) tweets and retweets and Twitter followers and like all that stuff. I feel like a lot of people like compare that and they're like, I don't know. Like and that's the key to having this thing too. Like people are like, I got 205 likes. And they're like all happy about like a post on Instagram. And I'm like, just a post on Instagram. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But here's what's weird about that.
0: Because also like... Um, do you guys have a service requirement at your school? Yes. Do you guys? Do you, Molly?
1: No.
0: No. So there's nothing like you have to um, or. OK, so, for example, when you go to apply for National Honor Society, you have that whole form that you have to fill out. And and I have seen kids get so creative with these forms. Right. <laughs> like yeah. like I, I, I don't even know of any examples, but filling in things to to make the form look longer I think it, and college, you know, essays and college applications, a lot of times kids want service trips or, you know, um, volunteer experience and that sort of thing on their form. So there's this weird push from our culture to serve more, but maybe it's not coupled with The root of service, which is compassion.
1: I I don't know. Do you sense that? I sense that. Oh, (laughs) yeah. I think definitely lots of people serve. They're like, okay, this will look good on college applications, so I'm going to do this. And this will help me get into this club. This will help me get into this college. But they don't really think, well, this will help the person I'm helping. Right. You know, they do it for themselves instead of for others.
0: I know that uh, like as a youth minister, I really struggle with that because we have a we have a service requirement for our confirmation kids. They have to do 15 service hours. But the goal of it is (laughs) or the hope is that they'll find themselves in a situation where they're volunteering, where they're feeling like, wow, this is really fulfilling. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. You know,
2: this is. um, But I'm not sure how often that happens. And I don't know why that is. I, I think it starts from like the house to like your home because like my mom and I my mom raised my brother and I to be like really service oriented so like when sixth grade they started like you know counting all the hours up I was like only in fourth or third grade but I my mom was having me do service and stuff like that and I mean through like since sixth grade all the way to now like I love doing service like any chance I get I'm like I'll I'll be there and I know there's a lot of kids who are like struggled to get, like, 15 hours because just, like, I don't know, I guess it that's what I'm trying to say. It's coming from, like, the home sense, like... You were
0: formed in in that. Right. It's not a requirement. It's a lifestyle.
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: And I think what's definitely hard for people and, like, me too, is that You get so in your patterns of everyday life, like you're like, okay, well, I'm here now and in 20 minutes I need to leave and get here and then I'll stay there for an hour and then I need to leave and get here. So it just becomes another task that you have to do Mm -hmm. and you don't really focus on what you're doing in the moment. You just keep jumping from one thing to the next.
0: Yeah. I think as a parent, since this show is for parents... (laughs) It is in our best interests to raise compassionate kids, (laughs) not service oriented kids, but compassionate kids. Because if you think about like the family and the way the family changes over time, I mean, our kids are the ones that we want to care about us, to love us, to take care of us and their siblings. You know, it's not... I think that it's really important that we reorient our brains as well, because parents do the same thing for our kids. Like, did you get all these hours? Are you going to put, you know, what are you going to put on your job application? What are you going to put on your college essay? What are you going to put on, you know, rather than let's go serve together as a family. Let's, you know.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, The third beatitude we're talking about how to be happy, and we decided to go with the uh, formula from the Master himself, <laughs> from Jesus Christ, and uh, go through the Beatitudes today. So the third Beatitude is, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And and meekness, of course, refers to strength or courage, but strength or courage with humility. Um, and I didn't know if this is something that you see manifested in your peers, this meekness the strength or courage but with humility
1: i i don't see it I no mean, not often i think lots of people when they're when they do something good they want to show it off or something they don't yeah. want to you know just be like oh yeah i, I did that for them mm-hmm. they want to be like look what i did and post it on instagram and tweet about it Tweet about
0: something. it yeah so so starting so the root of it is humility is an issue you yeah. think yeah And this might go back to the whole what we were talking about college application, college essays, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. We're being trained to sort of list our accomplishments and boast about our accomplishments. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In a sense. What about the courage element of this? Is it is it easy or difficult for teenagers to be courageous?
2: I think it's difficult. Why is that? Like what sorts of things impede? It's. It's difficult to like stand out upon like your peers because if you like, if you're different, like you'll, there's like, there's the sense that you'll feel like somebody else will judge you. And like, there's that sense in there. But I mean, I've always just like gone against the flow. And so, I mean, so for you specifically, Kaylee, you are, you're not afraid to be courageous. No, I'm gonna stand up for something if I believe in it, and I don't care if anybody's gonna like be like, "Well, that's wrong," or like, I'm mean, be like, "Well, it's what I believe in," which I think is a lot in like for how like the Catholic faith gets like really like you know like a bad rap. Yeah, mm-hmm. because there's the um, this boldness that's often interpreted
0: as judgment, yeah. maybe. I think I already know the answer to this. I know I already know the answer to this, but where did you learn to be courageous? My mom. Yeah, I, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> what about you, Molly? Is it easy or difficult for you to be courageous? I
1: think it can be difficult because it's hard to, especially going to a public school where there's no like general religion, it's hard to talk to your friends that aren't Catholic or that are Catholic but aren't living out their religion And, you know, say, well, you know, you probably shouldn't be doing that. Like like and it's hard even just to ask them, like, hey, come to youth group with me which is kind of weird. It's a simple question and it shouldn't be hard, but it's the environment. I mean, like you don't
0: this is a great example of this. The other night at our youth group, one of the girls in our small I was a small group leader and one of the girls very boldly professed that she doesn't go to Mass because she goes to field hockey practice instead. And all of the other kids in the small group, <laughs> very, very um, kindly, actually, they didn't attack her, but they all said, what, that's not an excuse to not go to Mass. And also, you could go on Sunday night. You could go on sun- on Saturday night. You could go, and I just sat back. Like, I didn't have to say a word, which was great. <laughs> yeah. But... Afterwards, we were talking about and I said, you wouldn't have done that if you were at school, right? I mean, it's just, you don't, you were at church with the support of your church friends. You know, there was safety in numbers.
1: Mm -hmm. I think it's definitely the environment you're around. Like, if you have a lot of friends around you that are Catholic and they support you, then it's easier to talk to someone that's, like, going against your faith or doing something that they probably need to fix. and. But when it's just, like, one-on-one or even you're the only one and you're talking to a big group of people and they start talking about something that is immoral or just wrong, it's hard to say that because you're all by yourself.
2: Right. It's intimidating. You also, like, don't want, like, I don't, you also, like, don't want to offend anybody. I feel like yeah. people nowadays, like, the simplest thing you could say, like, could offend anybody. And it will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, Let's move on to the fourth beatitude. Blessed are those who, well, first of all, if you're just joining us, you're listening to Raising Saints on AM 820. And I'm Katie Wyatt. We're here today with Kaylee and Molly, and we're talking about the key to happiness. So we're going through the beatitudes. We're at number four. Uh, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. And this refers to an intense passion for truth and justice, not just a desire for truth and justice, but an intense desire that actually moves us to action. So um, it's kind of, I think, relates to the compassion discussion we just had. But to what extent do you think most teenagers have an intense passion for truth and justice? Like they're moved to action.
1: I'd say it depends on what you're talking about. I think most people at my school are very, like, moved for, there's like this thing called the Butterfly Project, and it's supposed to like unite girls together and make them all be nice to each other and that's like something that's really big at my school and that's something that everybody is trying to like strive for and stuff but outside of it they don't live it out you know hmm so is it sort of a trendy yeah
0: trendy movement that people are jumping on board mhm also going back to that self-serving conversation we were having It's kind of, I mean, it's good for all of us, right? We don't really have to go out of our comfort zone so much to be part of the butterfly project because it's just something that's supposed to protect girls, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. Anything to add to that, Kaylee? Oh, um, I was going to say like at our school, Watterson, we know, um, I know that um, the March for Life, Right for Life is really huge at our school and a lot of people are like, Like really on that. And I know this year for our March for Life bus, we're already like filling up stuff. Our bus was already filled within like two weeks, which I think really spoke to me like how many people who are really like passionate about the issue of like like the right for life. That is so exciting to hear. Like so encouraging to hear. I Um. mean I wish there was like another bus because there's like so many more people who like wanted to come, but it's like already full. Wow, that's that's a good problem to have, yeah mm-hmm. okay, fifth beatitude blessed
0: blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy, and this I think all boils down to forgiveness um being able to forgive others so <laughs> does our culture
2: train us to be forgiving? I think a lot of people will say like I forgive you, but I don't think they actually forgive them I think. They're just like, oh yeah, I forgive you. And then, like, if someone does like another transgression against them, they'll be they'll be like, remember that time when you blah 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 <laughs> when I didn't really right. forgive you. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Also, in a culture of lawsuits and like no one wanting to take responsibility for their own actions, and like forgiveness isn't really. When you hear a story of forgiveness, it's so amazing. Yeah, because yeah. it's so like Rachel, foreign.
2: Rachel Muhos
0: story. Yes. Yeah, and you're just um. Am... First of all, that's amazing, just because it's Rachel because of the details yeah. of it right but but in general just i think we're surprised by forgiveness because it's not
1: i think it's so easy just to hold grudges against people mm-hmm. instead of working to forgive them that people just hold on to stuff and hold on to them and eventually it just like ruins the relationship that they have with that person
0: i love that analogy forgiveness or or not forgiving someone is like if i don't forgive someone it's like i'm drinking poison and then I'm waiting for the other person to die. Yeah, <laughs> that's just it's just such a
2: good. It that's it is. exactly what is going on. Yeah. The other person's like, nope, I'm fine. I'm feeling fine. Yeah, I totally, I totally forgive you. And it's like, no, I don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. In three minutes, we have three more Beatitudes. We should do a part two. (laughs) We should. We should
0: just like stop here and leave them hanging for the next. No. Okay. So pure of heart, blessed are the pure of heart. They shall see God. We talk a lot about purity on this show. Um, Definitely not a virtue that's extolled among people of your generation. We already know that. So We're not going to go into that because we do whole shows on purity. (laughs) Um, Blessed are the Number seven, blessed are the peacemakers. They shall become children of God. So do you guys think there's a struggle between being peaceful and being politically correct? I think there is. Yes. Yeah. You had talked to Kaylee about how I just don't want to
2: offend anyone. We're always on eggshells, you know. I feel like if you're like talking about such like a social issue, you're always walking on eggshells. Because like you don't know if like one word you're going to say is going to like offend anybody. So it's like. It's, like, really hard to, like, state your opinion and have people not judge you for that. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes, actually, that confusion
0: between politically correctness and peacefulness actually leads to a less peaceful world in some ways. You know, it's a world full of people not standing up for what we believe in or not even knowing what we believe in because we're being confused by.
1: And even just, like, saying Jesus at school or something, people are can get upset and it's the weirdest thing yeah mm-hmm.
2: or like the public schools rules or like no and like i think you're not allowed to pray in public school and stuff like that
0: not even allowed to wear t-shirts, t-shirts. that say jesus yeah.
2: on really
1: <laughs> well it's, it depends some on some schools school. i yeah. think it's like that oh, i is... wear my cysc shirt to school sometimes i mean
0: oh that's
2: good that's,
1: I, I haven't been like, told to take it off or anything i feel like some schools it
2: gets like 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 advertised like yeah. or like It's on like the media's watch or something like that. It's just really upsetting to know that. (laughs) That
0: Okay. Well, and along those same lines then, number eight, blessed are the persecuted for holiness, for holiness for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of slander against you because of me. Be glad and rejoice for your reward is great in heaven. I think that we will... Use that as our closing prayer. It couldn't be more perfect. So thank you, Kaylee and Molly, for being with us. Um, You've been listening to Raising Saints on AM 820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I'm Katie Wyatt, and until next time, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Bye now. Raising Saints is a production of listener supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, AM 820. Archives of Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt are available at SaintGabrielRadio.com.